On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Tom Permentier from Max House Price. Listen in as Tom presents at the Hyperfast Hangover event. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Tom, welcome. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. I gave a little sneak peek of what we were going to talk about earlier, and I'm going to give you in just a moment the floor so you can kind of introduce yourself. But what I am so pumped about for having you is that you've built your career and really thought outside the box of how to add value to sellers and real estate agents around the country. If they think about it this way and how to leverage it, they're going to get more listings, right? Like we both agree but they aren't necessarily thinking about adding value in the way that your company does. So I'm, I would love you to just introduce yourself, tell a little bit about your background, and then we can jump right in. Sure. Well, it's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. I feel a little inadequate after these stellar guests. So my, uh, my story about renovations is going to be much simpler. So uh, we started talking about syndicates and raising, I know a little bit about that, but um, yeah, I, I try to not it, not in my wheelhouse. I try to stay in my lane. So, yeah, I'm a, a Northern Virginia resident. So close to uh, your guys' headquarters. I've been here pretty much all my life, and I cut my teeth in real estate, working and running a large investment company in the area called Express Home Buyer. So I was there for 12 years and started at a unique unique time. Started in 2006. So I was involved during the meltdown, the REO boom. Uh, partners at the time had started a real estate brokerage. So I've seen like a little bit of everything and just was looking for a change and, and left after 12 years and started a business with uh, my partner now uh, called Max House Price. And it's- can I, uh, can, Before you talk about Max House Price, can I just, to give people perspective, how many homes was Express Home Buyers buying a year? We were, you know, 200 plus uh, a year. So as the COO, I was kind of responsible for all the, the department heads. Uh, kind of ironically and funny is I had most of my involvement was more on the acquisition side and not the construction side. So we would generate 500 plus leads a, a month. So we were spending multiple six figures a month to, to generate leads. So it was very much... You got to spend money to make money and keep the machine, you know, turning. Uh, I've probably analyzed, I've like tried to do the math. There's no good way to keep track of it, but I've probably personally, personally have run comps on probably over 50,000 properties. So would have come in hand uh, over the years. So I remember during the REO boom, you know, when things were going crazy in this area, I mean, we just had all of our searches set up. This was before, you know, all, some of the great technology that's out there now. And I mean, we were just like trying to arts and crafts these offers together and just making tons of offers and just really analyzing properties from afar without actually seeing the property and just trying to make a best guess. 
Well, that I think that helps to give everyone a frame of reference. So take us to today and Max House Price. Tell us about what that structure is and how you add value. Yeah, so uh, Max House Price is really here to, to serve the agent. I was talking with my now business partner right now, and we're just kind of talking around some ideas. And he told me how he had this client. He has a real estate team as well and had a client who like it was a small little condo in Woodbridge and it needed some carpet and paint and I think he was afraid to tell me because he was afraid I was going to take the idea and, and run with it and he said you know Tom I, I couldn't I couldn't list this house as is uh, I couldn't sell it to you know I couldn't refer it to you at Express because she didn't have enough equity and she would have you know hung up the phone or it would make me look really bad and he said, look, no problem. I know a carpet guy, I know a painter, I'll pay for it. You pay me a few dollars on top of it and I'll sell the house. And he did it. And she landed up walking away with like $20,000 when she was thinking about, oh, and she was two months behind, I think too. He even reinstated her mortgage. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, what did you do? This is crazy. And um, I started thinking about it and I'm like, wow, this is really brilliant because this is a kind of uncharted territory where you have this group of people where they have need, but they're not going to sell the house to an investor. And they know listing as is doesn't make sense because they really don't want to leave money on the table. Like here's a way to really add value and create a business. And I've come to find out like you and I were talking about this. This is something that you've done. It's something that agents do as there's an opportunity but it's not necessarily a business model that, you know, many people are practicing. So um, we actually come in and we'll partner with the agents on renovations. Well, and do me a favor for those of you that are watching right now that do listings. Is there anyone who's watching that will pay for the renovations of the client and then take the proceeds out of the settlement? If you do that now, then just put in the comments like I've done it, done it done it 50 of you guys on right now so let's see just waiting for somebody to have said they've done it and i, I bet you carrie they've done it and they haven't had any security for themselves too well so so i'm glad you brought that up i think that the majority of people watching have never done it yeah right and so if you went on a listing appointment tomorrow someone just said tiffany said I haven't done it, but it is a program that I will do, right? So automatically when you, when you unlock your mind to it, I saw a real problem because I told you guys earlier today, I was going after the acquisitions of lots for builders. But those tweeners, as you said, Tom, the people who really their house was in good enough condition where with some cosmetic work, sure. it would really it would really sell for a lot more. So there's times that you can net somebody $50,000, $100,000, right? Just by, just by changing a couple elements, maybe it's the bathrooms, maybe it's opening up a kitchen. So I started seeing that with these tweener houses where I would go in, I would talk to them about selling to a builder. I always told them, here are your options, right? So what they would tell me all the time, whether they were competing with a friend, I was competing with their friend from church or whomever it was, they would say, well, we chose you because you gave us all these options. And a lot of times they don't have money sitting in a bank account. The people who have been living in their home for 30, 40 years, 
their asset is their home and they may have, you know, a 401k or whatever, but they're afraid about the future. They don't want to touch that money if they have any. And a lot of them don't have a lot. It's in the house. So I think the solution that you have is absolutely brilliant. And if you guys take notes from the perspective of like, for me, I already introduced Tom to my team. I'm like, Hey, this is amazing because then we're not taking on the risk of all this money. We still have a solution for our clients. If you're outside of the DC area, We've been doing this with us taking on the risk and don't, don't be afraid because part of what you're going to learn is going to help eliminate some of that risk for you. So let's jump right in and explain to them how it works. I'm certainly not here just to talk about my business here to, to help you, you know, kind of frame your reference of like, you know, the whole idea when Carrie asked me to, to speak was like, how can you add value to your listings? How can you maximize the value? Because, you know, if you're trying to win that listing in this competitive situation, and in these uncharted times, you want to stand out. You want to look different. So what's that tool in your toolbox? So I just want to give you some tips that, you know, we've seen. So like if you had a listing, you know, that looked like this, I mean, this is just awful. I, I think you would be like, you'd be cleaner before you stepped into the shower, I think. Um, I'm not sure that, you know, anyone would want to use this shower. It's just, it is what it is. Or, you know, you have a, you have a listing where you got to stand on the carpet or, you know, God forbid you have this thing that's like never been touched that is just straight like 1970s original walnut, like just awful. So and typically, you know, what are you recommending as an agent when you have a property that looks like that? So you could certainly, you know, list the home, you know, as is. And, you know, we all know that can be great because there's not much additional effort required on your end, there's low risk, but are you wasting your time? Are you going to be able to sell it? Are you going to be able to net your seller that dollar amount that they actually want? And maybe you have to sell the home a couple of times because it falls out because of inspection or financing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know what you guys have seen, Carrie, but I've seen with some of the folks that I'm working with, even on like renovated stuff, home inspectors have been like really tight lately on what they're looking for. So I can only imagine on something that's as is, it's going to be even more difficult, you know, if there is that inspection piece, you know, tied yeah. to it. You can sell to a cash buyer. I'm sure Carrie and her team would love to, you know, they, I know they renovate properties and, you know, they do a lot of developments and that works and that's great for some people in that situation. And, you know, as a, with the business for 12 years, that's all that we did. And, and that is still a good option if that motivation is there and they want to, you know, sell them quickly or, you can renovate before listing. And, you know, that's kind of what we're going to talk about, how maybe some tips to give you all, and then maybe take a minute to tell you, you know, how we could be a resource or maybe how there's a, a resource in your market that maybe does something similar to what we do that might be mm -hmm. able to help. So just a few things, you know, quickly of things that we really recommend is, you know, remodeling for yourself versus resale are totally different. It is not the same thing at all. So what, I may like in my home, what Carrie may like in her home doesn't necessarily come into play when you're actually renovating the home for resale. So again, we're talking through this concept of you have a client that needs some work. You, you either are using a company like ourselves at Max House Price where we pay for it, or you're going out and finding contractors and you're figuring out how to fund the project and you're doing it. Just be careful with that, that you do not make it you know, in that same vein of what you would do because it's just different. You're trying to prepare the house for sale. So 
And I always tell people, this is big, it's like two homes on the same street, they're going to have different scopes of work. So just because maybe you've been familiar with the home on this particular street, maybe you sold the neighbor's house and that's how you got the listing. Don't necessarily think that if this house is in worse shape, that it's going to be the same scope and same product because maybe the home you sold, they replaced the HVAC, they redid the roof, they've done some stuff. And I always tell anyone, like, when I look at a home, I'm not here to like give you all the wow right away. Like first, I want to make sure we can sell your house, right? We all want to get the house sold because otherwise, what are we doing? We're not doing, you know, we're not making any money. We're not helping the client. So I think it's really important when you look at it at home, like identify those issues. Like is the water heater, you know, leaking? Is there issues with that? I think that's something to, you know, be super, you know, mindful about. And then, you know, know the neighborhood. You know, I, we do work in all kinds of different neighborhoods. So, you know, a home in Caring in Dan's backyard in Arlington versus, you know, something in Woodbridge and in our DC metro market, they're completely different. So I always say, you know, make sure you know your neighborhood and what to expect. Because again, we could go on about this. We only have so much time, but like now you're trying to get the house appraised. So what do you need to have to get it appraised? So if you're recommending renovations to your clients it's about adding value and so that you can get it sold so you want to be really careful about that and then be careful of trends i guess this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine carrie like i hear it all the time like oh i'm so tired of gray walls and like white trim and white shaker cabinets if i see another you know house painted gray and with white cabinets like i'm gonna lose it but think about the buyer the person who's in the market today that's leaving this home that they've been in for 10 or 15 years or their first home, like, I don't think that they're tired of, you know, the gray and the white. So you really want to be careful with that um, when you're renovating before listening to, again, not make it be about your personal preferences. It's about what's going to get that house sold for your client for the most amount of money. And don't, again, I've kind of mentioned this, like, don't risk the desirability of that home being resold by in your personal design preferences like I, I see it from a lot of the like rehabbers they'll like post uh, a project that they've done I'm like man you just like went over the top like you had to like over design every single part of the house and you're going to turn people off and you're going to spend money that you shouldn't be spending so always you know resist that temptation 100% yes <laughs> so yeah keep it simple and I think this is huge. This is something, if you check us out, that I this is the primary way that I can grow my business in a short period of time. If you are going to do a renovation, use that as an opportunity to market yourself and your business to show yourself being somewhat different. You know, take the before pictures, the before video. You know, it's great to show that you've helped another client and you've had a successful closing, you know, when you're comparing to your peers, but maybe when it's that seller who's thinking about using you and they look you up, if you can show them something different that they're not seeing from someone else, that's, again, that's going to help you stand out. So when you're in that competitive situation, you're showing how you're a professional agent, how you really add value that you're just not, you know, what they maybe have in their mind as a typical agent. Um, so I think that's huge. And then, you know, again, you can take opportunities of a company like uh, mine, Max House Price, where, again, what we do is we pay for renovations with, our own money 
and we manage it, we complete it, and we don't get paid until the house sells. So there's no out-of-pocket expense for you, the agent. You don't have to worry about how am I going to fund it. There's no out-of-pocket expense for your seller. So say that home equity line doesn't come through that they were hoping to get with these big banks tightening up. You know, you, you can use you know, a company like ours or someone in your market uh, that does that. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best-selling real estate book, The Hyperlocal, Hyperfast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. These are just some like examples of things that we've done. I mean, this wow, is wow, that is amazing. And this is the same house, believe it or not. Uh, you know, we took down the wall, but this was a one point two million dollar house. So, a one point two million dollar house in McLean, Virginia. You're not going to sell it without kind of doing sand and finish floors and recess lighting and coarse countertops. So again, this is where you're really needing to pay attention, you know, to the neighborhood. And again, you'll see like some of our pictures, it's mostly kind of neutral. There's a little bit in there, but we're not going to go crazy. We want to go very neutral colors because that's, again, that's what's going to appeal to most people. And if you want color, you can easily bring that in through staging. Staging is a really good way to maybe dress um, something up. Um, that so brings in a perfect amount of color, in my opinion. Or, you know, here's a kitchen where this was a... This was, believe it or not, this was a $800,000 house in Manassas. I'm from Manassas. $800,000 is like the top of the market there. And this was a very unique property that was on the river. Generally, I would be thinking, hey, maybe we could paint these cabinets. Maybe we could get away from like with maybe like LVT flooring, which is a cheaper flooring, like a laminate vinyl instead of hardwood. But knowing that, hey, this is going to be an $800,000 house, I really need to make sure that I'm going to add the value. So if we're going to spend an extra ten dollars or $15,000, that's going to help us achieve this price that we would otherwise not be able to get. So again, that's where it's kind of coming to know the neighborhood and even like really knowing the product of what you're going for. Um, you know, there's a bathroom. You know, you don't always have to redo everything. The, the same, the picture's cut off on here, but the same tubs in here, but we kept the same layout. I mean, if this was my home and I was renovating it, I would have blown this whole thing out. Yeah. But it just wouldn't have made sense, you know, for someone who's selling the home to, you know, go through that. And, you know, just replacing flooring, you know, did, uh, staging makes a huge difference. And I think this one's a really good example. This is a nice kitchen. But if we were to replace all of these cabinets and put in quartz and new floors, really expensive but here you can just paint cabinets put in some hardware put in like a cheap granite you know make get a relationship with a granite supplier find out what like they're what they have in stock which is like a low level the the buyer again they're not going to be they're not going to have that same knowledge you know say you sell more luxury properties and you're used to walking in these one to two million dollar houses where you see the latest and greatest Again, you, you got to really put yourself in that mind frame of the buyer who's walking in. What are they expecting? What are you comparing them against? So if all the other homes in the neighborhood have these chlorine uh, countertops and we have granite, it doesn't matter what kind of granite it is. We, we're better than, you know, the other. So I think that's something to, you know, keep in mind. And again, this was, you know, painting the cabinet and just changing hardware. Changing hardware and paint are very easy things to do. 
if that's something that you want to take on on your own, it's not too difficult, you know, find a painter, have them do a condo first, have them do a townhouse first, get comfortable with their product. Don't, don't give them the 6,000 square foot single family home, you know, off the, off the bat, because you want to see their quality because it, it makes a difference and the buyer's going to see that too. So those are just some examples of, you know, some homes that we've done. And I, I think the good thing to keep in mind is if you do this for your seller, my business, we've been able to net sellers 37 grand more at sale and the homes average eight days. So I hear all the time, well, the time, the time, well, yeah, there's time, but we're going to speed up the time on market. It's going to sell fast and you're going to get more money. So I think those are why you should really look at as a listing agent, when you have a home that's inferior, um, you know, don't be satisfied with just listing it as is, or not necessarily make the, the cash route, give them a new option. They may decide not to do it, but at least you brought that option to the table. That's going to bring so much more credibility to you as the agent. Hopefully that's going to help you win that business. And Hey, maybe if they don't do that one, then, you know, there'll be another opportunity. I, I'm really, I'm glad you brought that up because it is about your credibility and the value add to the clients. And I thought, I think a lot of times the reasons that agents don't necessarily present all of the options is they don't feel confident that they have the right vendors, right? They don't feel confident that they're going to be able to pull it off. And so then they just leave that out. But if you're competing with me and I present it as an option and you don't, yeah. You, who do you think is more or less likely to win the listing? Like I'm more likely to win it if I present that option. Oh, Jen. Sorry, oh, no. Jen. Jen is super offended. We did. Jen and I did a great project. So beautiful though. We, we did a great project together with, uh, in Burke and, uh, it sold for $30,001 over list. Yep. See exactly. And her sellers would have walked away with no money. It was over a hundred thousand dollar renovation and they got massive ROI, walked away with a ton of money. So again, not trying to just plug my business. I think it's a great opportunity to really, again, think differently. It's a newer concept. I think you'll see more of it. Me being a proprietor of this type of business, I see it more. It's kind of like you get the red car. You never see the red car. Now you see the red car every time you're out. You know, it's important to know what's out there and what, you know, as an option that you're going to be competing against. Nice. $140,000. And they walked with nearly a hundred net after initially hoping to break even. I love Jen. That's an awesome, awesome story and testament to that. This works. Um, a lot of clients are just trying to figure out how do I do it? And they have equity in the house, but they, by the time they consider all of their expenses and, you know, it's tight. And so when you're trying to maximize their ROI, they get dollar for dollar, they get more back for having some of these things done because most buyers in the marketplace today, they don't know the vendors. They don't, especially first time home buyers, they don't have confidence in their ability to take something that's a vision in their head and do it. And so working and, and having the listing already be really neutralized and new and easy, that just opens up your buyer pool so tremendously. And what, and what do they also think, Carrie? They think it's going to probably cost two or three times as much as what it's actually going to cost, which is a huge thing too. So that's going to deter even more people away. Even if they're willing to buy something to undertake a renovation, they're going to want a bigger discount than the actual cost to get it done. 
Completely. Yeah, that's a good point. They always overinflate. They'll say, well, it would cost at least $20,000 to redo this bathroom. And I'm like, you know that from on the agent side, we all know that from working with buyers, right? It's just, it's mind blowing. Well, I want to open it up and let a couple people ask questions. So does anyone have a question about how to utilize this strategy to generate more listings? And one of the things that you do as questions are potentially coming in is if you get estimates, then you just show, you show the client numbers, like let the numbers do the, the story or let that do the convincing, you know, let the math show them, Hey, you want to walk away with an extra 20, 30, 40 grand. Great. Let's do this. If not, then, you know, again, you're there to serve your client, right, Carrie? It's not, you can give them the options. They got to make a decision for themselves mm -hmm. as to what they want to do. But if you show that, I think, again, it just goes back to what you've been talking about. Like you show them the information, you show them your professionalism. It's just going to help a lot and you're going to win more business. I would actually write out option one and then I would write out as is. I would write it on a piece of paper at the living room table. Option two, we can do some work, right? And the as is was also sell to a builder or sell as is. And then we would talk about, and I would actually put in there sometimes the option of partnering with a builder and keeping them doing seller financing and then selling it on the outsell, depending on their, their goals. Okay. Tiffany is asking, is there a time frame that the house needs to sell by? That's we, a good question. I, for my business, I, I don't, I don't have a time frame that it sells by. Uh, for us, we just ask a lot of questions and we have a conversation to see what's your intent. Make sure we have a good scope, find out what you plan to list it for. And as long as we feel good about it, then, you know, we move forward. So um, it's just doing due diligence. No one's going to undertake a project like this if they're not serious about, you know, selling it and moving. I was actually telling one of my coaching students the other day, though, to put in there a love it or leave it clause when she was doing the work because she was going to be doing some work and come out of pocket. And when I used to do that, I used to charge 2% on top of the commission to manage the, the whole renovation. And I'm not talking about managing carpet and paint that we do that all the time, right? I'm talking about if it's a kitchen renovation and we're choosing all the selections and we're doing all of that, I would charge money on top. And I would put in the agreement that they had to pay the 2% if they decided they love the house so much that they would stay. Or what I would say is if they decided not to sell for any reason. Right? Yeah, we have a we have a buyout clause. So if someone decides, hey, we want we love the house after you've renovated, be happy to let you, you know, pay us off. Nice. Okay. So then Tom has a marketing piece like that with the different options. Can sellers pay out of pocket or do they have to use your financing? The That's first the time when someone asked me to pay cash when we set up the business, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. But yes, we'll, we'll take cash. We'll, we'll take check. We'll, okay. glad, we'll gladly get paid prior if you wanted to, to do that, which some folks do. They just, they see our work and they know it and, you know, it saves a little bit of money because obviously, right, we have a cost of funding the project and happy to pass that back to them. Nice. Okay. And then um, Jose is asking, how's the contract set up before putting the listing in the market? Uh, we just have an expectations document that we all sign, all the parties that just talks about everything and we have pretty straightforward agreements of work that we're doing. We give line by line proposals of the work. So it's not like we're going to say, hey, we're going to renovate your bathroom. 
know, we go down to like, hey, we're replacing the light fixtures, the faucet, the countertop, everything. So it's very detailed so that there's no confusion. So it's very, you know, very simple and straightforward. Okay, that makes total sense. And then this is the last question we have time for. We already have um, gone over here a little bit. What is the best way to find a partner like you in my area? And someone actually asked that about New York too. So Charlotte and New York. Go to your broker, see if your broker knows talking around in the office. Uh, I think if you probably talked around, um, I don't particularly know, you know, everyone in, in other markets, but I imagine if you do some sort of renovation before selling kind of companies or, you know, going to RIA groups and stuff like that may be a good place to, to find people as well. Completely. And I think that there, if you start Googling it, you might be surprised what you find just by looking and talking to other agents. So very, very good questions. Tom, thank you so much. Everybody watching, I hope you get at least two more listings in the next 30 days by just presenting the options for your clients. And then it's easy to get um, partners to vendor partners if you're having to manage it yourself, if you're not in a market where Tom is. But I'll tell you, as soon as we start talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, instead of having our team manage this, being able to pass it over to someone like him is like a huge weight off our shoulders and a lot less logistical issues. Well, we looked at one yesterday that you'll be happy if it ever comes to fruition that you can let us uh, handle it um, instead of your resources. You looked at one for our team? Yeah, and uh, just a tough situation where uh, a lot of books, a lot of books. So cool. Very cool. Well, I'll, so I'll keep my fingers crossed for that. Thank you so much for being here today. Do you want to just quickly pop in the website or yeah. how you how you would want people to reach you in the chat so everybody has it, especially if they're in the Northern Virginia area? Just go to maxhouseprice.com. I put it there. We're we're all over our messages. So if you awesome. find us, we'll find you. So don't worry about it. Perfect. 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 Well, thank you so much, Tom. Have a good rest Thanks. of the day. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.